Now entering Nerdist.com. It's the Nerdist Writers Panel on the Nerdist Podcast Channel. Ben Blacker talking writing with writers. Writers talking writing can get pretty exciting. The talk can be lightning. It's very, very frightening. Ben Blacker talking writing with writers. Yeah. So here's the deal. Uh, Fast Company is calling you uh, two of the most creative forces uh, of the year. And wow. uh, why, why do you think you're on the list? <laughs> That's my first no question. Um, why are we on the list for... Because Ian's t-shirt matches, matches the microphone perfectly. That's true. Tell us what's the list we're on now. It's the uh, most creative people. Because you guys like the show Key and Peele. That's why we're on the list. <laughs> they do like the show Key and Peele. Uh, but you guys are obviously key to the voice of it. I mean, uh, Ian, we've talked before uh, when we did the, the panel. And like mm-hmm. we kind of talked about how all of the writers, though it is filtering Jordan and Keegan's voices, mm-hmm. kind of have a voice in the show. Uh, how do you guys foster that as, as producers and as writers? I think it's more about... Um... You know, we, we deal in an incredible volume of sketches. We wrote, um, this year, for example, we wrote 330 sketches for 82 slots. Wow. And, That's uh, you know, 220 of those were accepted by Comedy Central. So we had to... So, but because we... The writers are all very prolific, and they all... Um, they all are working off of ideas that Jordan and Keegan have to some extent or their own ideas, but th- there's just this huge volume of coming up and our jobs is basically to make it as good at, make it all as good as it can possibly be. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that is just a, uh, the result of having done it to our own work for years and years and, um, sure. and understanding the voice of the show like we we know we know there's certain things that either we've done before or we, we we know we can do better or things that are outside of the the stuff that jordan keegan deal with but, well um, yeah let's get into some of the specifics of that i mean break can you break down and the process of how the room works for us well every morning we have uh, something called a dookie session <laughs> dookie session was named by charlie sanders and um it's because uh, it's you're just throwing out little shit nuggets that turn into gold. <laughs> turn into gold. But um, so everybody uh, throws out, you know, an, uh, like an idea, half idea. Everyone chips in on it. Once we think we've got something that everyone's into, the person that pitched it will usually go off and write it. Mm-hmm. And they also have the option if they have something they feel they don't need feedback on, they think, I really know this, they can just write it. And... Um, and submit it. So you guys aren't really structuring in the room either. You're, no. It's really just the premises. Well, I mean, we'll structure the sketch to an extent. I mean, mm-hmm. like if somebody has an idea and they've got an opening, a joke or, or a, a scene that's, that doesn't have anywhere to go, we'll try to create an escalation mm-hmm. or try to make it so that it builds into something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like developmentally, everything from that point on, everything has its own path, you know. It can either be something we read, and we, we've, we've had occasion where we've read the first drafts, and it's just been a couple tweaks, and then we, it goes to our table read and on up the chain, and then we have things that we wrestle with for countless drafts, you mm-hmm. know. But you know there's something there. Yeah. In, in well, the we yeah, the idea. Yeah, we cut bait on the ones we don't think there's anything <laughs> there, but, but the ones, yeah. It's really interesting because sometimes the ones, we, if you saw the certain sketches, you'd think, oh, that must have just 
come fully formed out of the mind of the writer. And that would be, in fact, the one that's gone through 30 drafts. And then other ones have seemed very complicated and, and uh, you know, like amazingly complex. And, and those things are sometimes the simplest ones to write. So. Can you give us some examples, some stuff we might know from the show? Like, what, what's a complex one that actually did kind of come out fully formed? Um, I'm gosh, not I, have it for Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> it's been a few seasons yeah, and it's been we, 700 sketches. Our minds are so... Well, you know, I can tell you something that happened this season. It was just this. That we have one writer and the, 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 the less she's trying, the better she is. So she wrote something that she says, like, this is just a throwaway. I, don't, I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> And it, and it came towards the end of the, se- the the writing season where we thought, you know, we're probably not going to have any new sketches come along that blow away everything else. Hmm. And it was just like an amazing sketch about um, a cunnilingus class and, <laughs> and uh, very erudite, of course, <laughs> high, high literature. But it was just because there's something about the way that, uh, you know, she wrote it in such a, uh, an effortless way, like, in, and she was, and it was fun for her. It was, mm-hmm. and that came across on the page. Hmm. Um, trying to think of like sketches that go through, that have been through so many different drafts. Well, kind of, we were working a lot, doing a lot of rewrites on the first substitute teacher. Oh, really? Know. Yeah. yeah, it was mostly, I think it was a lot of it was getting the names perfect. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I seem to remember that going up a bunch of... Well, I remember that was one when I read, like I read the first draft and I just started laughing. I knew that, I knew that I was going to be in the show, you know. Mm-hmm. And, then, and sometimes you have those those feelings. But yeah, mo- just refining it probably took a while. Mm-hmm. Um, What's kind of interesting about this show, as opposed to, you know, the, the sketch shows that people tend to know, like your SCTV or Saturday Night Live, I guess more Saturday Night Live, is, you know, the stuff happens so fast, and it's so clear from the from the jump what the premise of the sketch is, what mm-hmm. the world of the sketch is. Um, you know, is this something you guys seek to do? I mean, how many... Do you have an idea of how many sketches are going to go into every show? And also, how does this compare to stuff you guys have done in the past? I mean, you guys both have these massive sketch and comedy backgrounds. Well, well that's a to, big question. To, to speak to the first part, <laughs> yeah. when you say this, you mean the scenes seem to like hit what the scene's about quickly and get right to... Absolutely. You know this character. You know yeah. this world well, immediately. Then, well, that's a that's tribute. That's all. That's a tribute almost to our, our production and our director because mm-hmm. um, Peter Atencio. That yeah, I mean, a lot of it is just communication in TV. You know, just everyone getting on the same page about mm-hmm. what the joke is, and we're lucky that we have a. You know, because I have worked on comedy shows before where, for whatever reason, the director wasn't on board with what the joke is, and, hmm. that, and then you're just it's a real uphill battle to get it on TV the way you imagined it in your yeah. head. But I'd say, like for the most part, when when we see things in their first cuts, or you, or we're on the set and we're watching something filmed, it is very very close to the way we hmm. conceptualized it. You know, um, when we or, or 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 the way we saw it in our head when we read the first draft. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just we've got a great you know great department heads, um, great director, who are sort of sharing the same joke that we are. That's great, and that's. And uh, I think as far as just knowing exactly what the joke is, I mean, we, we pride ourselves on 
on cutting to the chase as quickly as possible and not and and we like to think that we're playing to comedy snobs in the sense that you know people who have seen a lot of sketch comedy before yeah. comedy so savvy they, yeah absolutely so a lot of it a lot of our work is trying to anticipate what people are 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 thinking and getting it trying to get ahead of them especially at the in the endings mm-hmm. which I, I personally i spend about like almost half of my time on this job coming up with endings that's really thing, hard at this yeah, part of it. the hardest thing yeah because it's there's it's not a plot it's a comedy game. The comedy yeah. game doesn't have a definitive end. You have to right. make one up. I think one of the things that makes the um, the sketches, you know what they're about and they stay on point and there's not a lot of extraneous stuff, is that all the writers have either a lot or some, I think only one has, I'd say some, but exposure to improv. They do mm-hmm. a lot of improv and improv is so much about finding the game of the scene. I think that works so perfectly for sketch. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost it exact. It's So they're practicing constantly writing sketch on their feet. And mm-hmm. so we get scenes that, you know, and that just comes from when you first get the packets and who you hire. You go, no, sure. no, no, no. Oh, boy, there right. we go. Finally, this guy's on. He knows how to find the game of the scene, mm-hmm. keep to it, simple, no extraneous stuff. And hmm. They're all really good at that. That's interesting to hear too. I mean, it's it isn't a you know a structured narrative as you say. It is a, so many of the sketches are like improv games, but it's not at the expense of character either. Um, how do you guys find that balance? Is that something that you guys bring to it? Is it something the group brings to it? I think uh, that's Jordan a lot of the acting. I think you could take a lot of improv scenes that you'd say it lacks character, mm-hmm. and it's really just how committed the performers are because sure. they're both they act them top-notch acting you know yeah. it's it's um and i think it's an aesthetic we went for with the show in all regards the look it's always supposed to look like what the real movie would look yeah. like what the real tv sh- would look show would look like if you know if we're in a, in some realm uh and with their acting they act it the way the dramatic version would mm-hmm. be done you know so it's it's acted really well which i think gives the illusion that there's some <laughs> great <laughs> character there. Also, Sorry. yeah, also, you know, in in our philosophy for the show, the, the game always comes before character. So the, mm-hmm. the, the, the sketch, we make the sketch work, uh, and then the characters function as parts of the, of the sketch. So yeah. as, unlike, you know, say, The Groundlings, for instance, uh, has a very character-first kind of... Um, Sure. Where they create their comedy, and then what situation do they put? Right, in? right, this right. This is the flip side, and of it. and a lot of times, like I won't, I won't know, or we won't know what what the precise character is going to be until we show up to the set. Because a lot of times they'll Jordan Keegan will just have discussions like, with their hair and makeup. I, yeah, I could think of a really good one. Um, that this one where the guy keeps on saying, "Play some of that old school." <laughs> no, no, play some, of that. and he keeps on giving. You know, something that he's Sugar Hill Gang. No, come on, really, it gets older, Sugar Hill Gang, not old enough. Keeps going down from, you know, an older and older reference, a decade, two decades, three decades, not old enough. But that character, that makes that guy seem so real, I think, Mm. because of what Jordan (laughs) does. He comes in with this guy, you're like, this seems like this is some guy, you know? (laughs) Yeah. It's this. It's this guy's point of view. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this so that, that's wants. one of my big bugaboos with sketch comedy is mm-hmm. uh, is the not committing. 
And it can be sometimes it can be as far back as the writing. It's absurdist and there's mm-hmm. nothing, there's no anchor to it. But then in the performance, perfectly good sketches to me can get ruined by this kind of uh, detached, ironic mm-hmm. performance of them. And they don't do anything close to that. It's like if yeah. on a continuum, they're as far down the line <laughs> as you can be as far as committed and really acting them well. I think that's. Yeah, we have two X factors, great writers. That's where it all starts. And Absolutely. the two X factors I think we have that you just, it's, you can't, you either have it or you don't. A director who's just great mm-hmm. visually and two guys that are great actors mm-hmm. who, that just elevates the material so much. Well, let's talk about that team for a minute. I know this is something the magazine is interested in too, but frankly, I'm interested in. Uh, you know, you guys are basically running a corporation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they often say this of showrunners is you know you are writers who have suddenly been put in charge of running this small business um, and putting together that team is a huge part of it and we've heard a little bit about that but you know talk to me about the the day-to-day of that uh, and and balancing writing and production and you know all really all aspects of it well it's a lot of um, it's a lot different than than what we started out doing, which is writing <laughs> screenplays together with by ourselves in a room with yeah. nobody else around. Four hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was absolutely alive. And even though we both, you know, just to go back to one of your earlier questions, we both started in sketch comedy, but for the bulk of um, our partnership, we were writing screenplays. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of coming back to that, but it was also doing something that. We hadn't done before, which is, you know, like you said, running a small business, and um, and uh, it, you know, it's just a, there's a lot more administrative stuff than you than you ever imagined there would be. Yeah. Between dealing with the network and dealing with you know the staff. Mm-hmm. Right? And how is the relationship with the network? How does that? Great. How does it work? Great. Well, yeah. it's it's like mutually respectful. That's we great. respect yeah. them, and they respect us, and so we try to give them everything that that yeah. when they feel strongly about stuff, we try to accommodate them and they do and, that right and, back and, and they can tell because they'll go we didn't like this one and then we'll go oh because just like oh you're killing us right. no and like okay sounds like you like that one and usually the next step is just just hear it at the reading because some things right. are performance we've heard them sure. read at our internal read and we're like oh no 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 when you hear this you're gonna love it believe me right because they're just seeing the scripts at, yeah. at that point yeah yeah but um, yeah we have a there it's been great yeah, we have fun. That's great. You know, we, we usually we usually have a, we laugh a lot during our calls, our notes calls. We're having a good time and kill a few, and we tried to have advocate for a few. Mm-hmm. We tried to create an environment where um, it would be a job that where we'd like to work as a writer because <laughs> we've both had jobs where you know that were that were sucky in terms of either an environment that becomes very competitive or mm-hmm. an environment where there's a tremendous amount of pressure to succeed. And, and I think it's a pretty easy going. I mean, everyone produces, but there's, right. there are no, no one is the man, you know, although I'd never had this kind of job before my opinion about comedy, if you're not having fun while you're doing it, how is it going to be funny sure. at the end? And I think everyone has a lot of fun around here. I mean, and- maybe I'm, dramatic show you could feel like you're kidnapped all day and it would help yeah. <laughs> it would help exactly it get in the head of that character the drama but yeah it's just if it, because I mean oh my god if you're not because it kind of keeps it's like you know priming the pump or keeping some you know inertia mm-hmm. if everyone's having fun you just kind of 
jump in and do the next mm-hmm. thing and then you know but if it's all miserable and then now go be <laughs> write something funny i mean i don't know maybe it would still work but suck but yeah, how, i guess how it works you... on david letterman <laughs> right <laughs> well, a lot of those late night shows yeah. too uh but how do you guys try to keep it light when in fact you do have you know deadlines coming up you have budgets to i consider. think one thing is there's no it's not like punch the clock you did the two scenes you pitched they're done hmm. and we have no rewrites for you go home that's great you know so i think people leave when the works and i'm like you know because i run a business too and the same thing we used to change the laugh because we go rehearse at my theater and i think almost every time the we manager went, was asleep yeah, the artistic director was asleep on the couch and i'm like well whatever you know i don't know if the theater's running i don't right. care if you can sleep and so, so i think that's one thing is not to be it just is what right. it is just do what's if you're doing what's necessary and we don't right. have like you know we don't Unless there's a, a real problem, we don't single people out and say, mm-hmm. you know, you haven't produ- produced lately or you haven't done it. You know, that's just not our style. So. It's, it's amazing to hear that you're actually treating your room like adults. <laughs> like, you'd be surprised how seldom this comes up. Well, you know, and part of it, too, is like we don't like the whole room concept period. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we try to stay out of the same room. I mean, we have these morning meetings, but in general, we try because both of us write better when we're on our own mm-hmm. so we believe that the most productive you are ultimately is when you're just latching on to whatever vision you have and following it through, with your unconscious and your imagination mm-hmm. and not necessarily sitting around a room getting ideas from people about how it should be mm-hmm. um, I, there, there's a place for that and and you know room pitching can make things better but I think it's I think it's really about people following their own their own visions yeah, it comes in a little bit. Room stuff comes in at the internal reads. It's the next time. So okay. pitch, and then it just be us, you know, Jordan, King, and Jay, and and they give a notes, and then when we do a tape read, then everybody can go ahead and mm-hmm. pitch yeah. in. Ideas. And do you try to like a sitcom room? Try to beat the jokes at that point, or is everyone fairly so, set on what it is? Sometimes, yeah. But it's not. Yeah, not much of that. Cause yeah. It's not like that. You know, yeah. there's a game. If they played the game, they're doing it. You know, so I mean, you know, someone say, "Hey, I got a line here." Yeah, but I, I mean, I know what you know. I've heard that about this. You know, the putting the red dot everywhere. <laughs> there wasn't a laugh. They couldn't laugh. I mean, no, I think those sound awful. With yeah. everybody, <laughs> everybody's clever and everybody's making well, what, you know, jokes. Yeah. Well, no, just just in the defense of those other shows, I mean, one thing we since we're not a narrative show, we have. We have the option of being a little more laissez-faire when it comes to you know sort of beating out story. You know we don't beat mm-hmm. out stories. We don't we don't have to so we don't have to sit around a table right. all day. It doesn't have to be that tight structure. No. You can send people off. Yeah, that's yes. really interesting. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about assembling this team. Uh, I mean, we, we talked a little bit about the writers and responding to their material and seeing that they get the game. Were there other things that you looked for or responded to in their packets? That was pretty much it for me. I knew mm-hmm. some of the people, so I knew they're mm-hmm. good guys. <laughs> yeah, and that, but it was mostly just—I mean, was I, I, everybody there you know. had the best sketches. You That's know, and some of them were just by a hair because there's probably about three people mm-hmm. that submitted that it's like, oh, if these other people had submitted, then you would have had the job. <laughs> but uh, but then but then there was a big drop off. It wasn't like it was. Really, it wasn't like oh boy, between these. They're all so good. It was like, okay, here, this whole 20 can just go, you know, no just go kidding. I always wonder about that because it seems like there are so many comedy writers trying to make it, but and, you know, you must get inundated with well, sketch material. comedy is very, very, 
It's very unique. I mean, it's not, I mean, some people are, some comedy writers are great at writing jokes and monologues and some comedy writers are great at writing sitcoms and plays and, yeah. and movies. Sketch, sketch writing is a very specific thing. Yeah, if there was someone who was a great sitcom writer that was on that type of sitcom where every character's witty, yeah. that doesn't mean you could write a sketch. Sure. Right. It probably right. doesn't it's mean It's probably that. the opposite, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you'd probably wreck because you'd be like, what are you doing? That's, you're all, you know, just, just do what's necessary for the game. Don't be, I mean, we say that in improv, don't make jokes. You know, yeah. just the overall thing, the jokes take care of themselves, just adhere to this behavior, yeah. adhere to this game. That's fascinating. Um, but yeah, it was just, I don't know, there's no, no big magic, I guess, to pick in the writers, <laughs> just they were the. Yeah, you know, it was actually, really we, we were distanced from it because we've been fortunate that we've had basically the same staff for three seasons. But, yeah. um, well, in fact, we gave one guy pretty much his first job. Mm-hmm. Because right. he yeah. was just, just was one of the best. And that was just, <laughs> yeah, it's just, fantastic. You know, yeah. you know, the people that had more experience and might have been, if you went by resume, the more obvious choice. Mm-hmm. Did you have the issues that, you know, a lot of new shows do where, you know, you have this number of people you want to hire, but you have to, you have a budget that you have to meet or you have requirements that you have to meet? Uh, or were you pretty much able to get everyone you wanted? Um, you know, the network had... Some some suggestions, and they they advocated for at least one of the writers. But um, mm-hmm. but in general, I think we we were kind of we were happy with what we got, and and uh, you know yeah, I think we had it, to, we had to kind of go for a few people and say, hey, come on, no, this is <laughs> yeah, know, as I recall. And then I mean, I think it's really funny because at the beginning of this season, the network off actually said maybe you should consider adding another writer since you're doing 13 shows this mm-hmm. this season and uh, we said no <laughs> because <laughs> our writers are so prolific as it is just for the yeah, for no the kidding. two of us to read everything that everyone generates in a day and then make comments on it and then get back to them with their rewrites if you get behind a little bit it's just it's an avalanche you know you're, yeah, it can easily be 15 in a day because you have five new scenes and sometimes you have more than one per writer and then you're going to have everybody usually like it's very rare there's no rewrites usually at least the re- mm-hmm. rewrite and it can easily be a second rewrite right you know and if, if that happens then you got that's fi- that would be 15 <laughs> at any yeah. time that you got to come yeah. in, in the morning and, yeah, yeah. and look through so how yeah, much but, when you guys are in production how much of your time is spent you know reworking stuff uh, I mean you writers have a pretty good lead time mm-hmm. um, so how much well, of your time season. is how's your time divided up Say when we're actually in production? Yeah. Or even now, like in pre-production. Well, it's pre-production just started. Um, So right now, we're, you know, we're not really going on scouts yet because the production has just got the drafts. Mm -hmm. So they're just trying to, so they're just trying to digest them and the enormity of the undertaking is occurring to them and they're probably starting to sweat (laughs) a little. Right. Because it's basically 83 very complicated short films that they're going to be asked to produce. (laughs) Um, and so, um, we're, you know, we spend a lot of time communicating with the director and the department heads about what we need and what, what we think we'll need for the production. Mm-hmm. And then as it picks up, we'll be like going, you know, going on location scouts and looking at costume and wardrobe and, and, and refining, you know, hopefully we didn't get a chance to do this much in season two, but hopefully rehearsing with King Jordan and try to make the scripts better. And refining them as mm-hmm. as the requirements of the production coming because it's very often they can't get the location you want, so mm-hmm. the thing has to be massively rewritten. Yeah, I think last season it was mostly just suggestions on set, and then 
in editing, you know, losing stuff. Yeah. It'd be great if we could do everyone a favor, and not have to film some stuff that's not going to end up right in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Tell me a little bit about how the process has gotten refined over these years. You know, were were things fairly set at the beginning? Did you guys uh, have a, a good idea of how the show would come together? You know, it's we the, tried to lay out everything the first season. We tried yeah. to. Oh, really? oh, we had to because we were doing the. Um, we started improvising the. That's the biggest. Stage that's segments. the biggest change. Right. Is, is the way we've handled the live segments in the show, and um, I mean the sketch sketch production has basically stayed the same through the entire thing. But I mean it's just gotten faster and better because we've all learned how to work with each other more mm-hmm. efficiently. But um, the live segments were initially scripted. And then, um, so that was the end of the writing process. The first year was well, the last we had to write three right. weeks, even. Yeah, or? that was crazy. That was <laughs> we made we made it seconds. really hard for ourselves. And then, fortunately, um, last season we convinced uh, Comedy Central to let us mm-hmm. let Keegan and Jordan improvise a little more, yeah. and and that gave us the freedom to rearrange because a lot of the work we do is um, once the the rough cuts start coming in is figuring out the merits of various sketches and which sketches we think are kind of our anchor sketches, which are sketches that can hold down an episode, you know, Mm -hmm. or lead off an episode and which sketches are later episode sketches and which, you know, so that that's, we start creating our shorter and then it just gives us a lot more latitude if we don't have any scripts for them to do, you know, that they can just go out and we actually had them introduce a lot of different sketches that we weren't sure where we were going to go in the show order. So, Mm -hmm. It could be open. We did try to kind of try to figure that out, though, right? Yeah. We said we think this would open an act. We do right. that. Yeah. Like no. This is a strong would open mm-hmm. act. But uh, yeah, if it, that got so loose that we were sometimes kind of hearing those for the first time. You know, they talk back. They yeah. talk beforehand. Say, "Well, we do this." And come yeah. Out. But that was a great. That's the, you know when you asked about what's it like work with Comedy Central. That kind of stuff is awesome to to then you know earn the trust. That they say, yeah, go ahead. We know you can do that now. But they're right not to at first. You know, Mm -hmm. it could be a nightmare. You book three nights at a theater and you find out the guys can't do it. You don't have scripts. That is what we wanted to do. But I can't blame them for saying. uh, We want to control the elements. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. But then once they get to know them and know that they are quick and they've got great chemistry. And and, and they do. they, They work them out enough. But it allows them to not have to do this the craziest of all acting is is making believe you're yourself doing absolutely just coming stuff at the top of your head it's like oh, let's not let's not be fake like that. yeah and I, and I think the audience can tell I mean mm-hmm. I think we respond now to these improvised way uh, in the, to this improvised way in you know we get it we can see the chemistry between the guys mm-hmm. we don't need it to be uh, yeah yeah I think that buys you a lot um, has has the the way that your sketch writing uh, works evolved over these whether it's during this show or you know the past twenty years of writing comedy? Well, I haven't written any sketches for this show, so Jake, have you not? To that. No, really, no. it's mostly it's overseeing and rewriting. Yeah, rewriting, mm-hmm. giving notes, and tweaking stuff. And, you know. Well, I just yeah, it's it's intimidating to write sketches in a, in a, a little bit because we spend so much time editing them mm-hmm. so it's really it's kind of a different sort of head so 
I do a lot more editing than writing. Um, sure. But um, I don't know. It's just trying to capture the voice of the show, you know, mm -hmm. in a way. Because, you know, we both worked in a lot of different sketch shows, and uh, you, it's, there's definitely different things that you, ideas that you think of that would be great sketches that aren't right for this show. Mm -hmm. And then every now and then you think, oh, oh, this could work. This could work with Jordan and King. Yeah, it's funny. Like on this show, absurdist generally doesn't make it mm -hmm. on the show. Mm -hmm. It tends to be humanly, it's like observed human behavior yeah. and then, you know, shining a light on it, exaggerating it. And I can love absurdist stuff. You know, mm -hmm. there's a lot of it, but this just doesn't fit the show. You know, the tone of the show. Yeah. But I mean, I, I feel like in so many ways I'm the same comedy or writer I was when I was eight years old you know? really so, yeah I mean, well the these same guys thing. write like I said they're all a lot of them <clears throat> trained at the theater which mm -hmm. is all downstream of my yeah. opinions about comedy so I read these scenes and it's like yeah strong game that's what I would write <laughs> you know it's like you know it's a, no no extra stuff at the top as quick as you need to get into it boom 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 mm -hmm. Everything that's not a that's not a game move is setting up a game move mm -hmm. and get out. Then the hard part that's not analogous to improv is come up with an ending. Mm -hmm. That's the nightmare of <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, of course, most you just get an edit in improv. Yeah, <laughs> Monty Python, they just they yeah, get they an just, edit too. Right. So I mean, a lot of sketch shows, find the way it's not live, they just decide not to write them. So I mean, there's a lot of different different ways to to go about it um it's really hard just to find to find an ending mm. but yeah i would say yeah i write the same yeah as i wrote when i wrote scenes for ucb <laughs> uh, it's interesting though i mean that ucb style has really become ubiquitous and it's such a part of the language of comedy now do you guys ever feel hemmed in by that well no <laughs> okay. it's comfortable I mean, it works every, first of all it's just it didn't. It doesn't make anything different in content. Good sketch yeah. was the same thirty years ago. If it was a good sketch, That's true. I just think it. It's it, a cod It's a codification. Yeah, it might make, it might make things sketch. a little bit more consistent mm -hmm. because you would proof it against those those rules of what's existing in all those good sketches. So uh, the only thing I feel hemmed in by is all the the bits that go on in the office and how much <laughs> how much time it takes from productive activity. <laughs> but that's that's the job, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, you gotta it let is, them play. Is. You gotta. Yeah, we have gotta... like. Yeah, I think we we've, we've increased our our bits per minute this, this season. <laughs> don't you think over the last two? Well, yeah. Well, one yeah. of the guys that did no bits got to the, the, the bit this year became that he got sucked in by the guy who did the most bits, and, and it was so the the, the virus is spreading. The take was that he corrupted this guy. They right. were office mates, and uh, well, actually, uh, Jay uh, Jay and one of the other writers and myself sold a show that was off a long going bit from an ongoing bit from the first season. So no yeah. kidding. Yeah. What is that? Can you talk about it? Well, anyway, yeah, it's, yeah. it doesn't matter, right? It's, we, it's, it's, a, it's a show we sold to Comedy Central. And it was just and off. It's, and it's basically insane. off the way that that uh, Ian and one of the writers, Charlie Sanders, would, mm -hmm. would relate to each other in, their, in the bit universe. of. Uh, yeah, the ongoing <laughs> thing was that he wanted to be have more than a professional relationship, wanted to be friends. And because he had taken class from me 15 years ago, oh that there was, he would do like, there was this hero worship and hey, we should, mm -hmm. let's talk improv. Want to hang out this weekend? What are you doing? And always be, no, Charlie, Charlie, just go do your, do, go do your job. And so we just transferred it to a, 
different than you and had that same relationship, a guy who is determined to be the other guy's best friend. <laughs> the guy's so, not interested. I don't know if we're giving the right message that fucking off at work sometimes yeah. leads to... Uh, well, I'm, I'm curious That's absolutely that. I mean, the message. You have, a, you have a really funny group of, what, <laughs> ten writers? Is that how many you guys have? No, Something we have like five. five. Oh, that's it? Yeah. That's Why did it seem like there were so... Oh, I guess I'm counting Keegan and Jordan, too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and, and you and, guys, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, there's nine of us all together. You know, that, how... That, work yeah. on the writing five that are writers you know and and you're all funny and you all have your own points of view you know how much does this translate into what we see on the show you know how well, much how often hugely, does a bit turn into a sketch i think hugely i mean i i can think of several instances where just we'd be taught some something some of the one of the writers was doing some mannerism that would get mm-hmm. turned into a sketch yeah know, one day there's a scene called for all intents and purposes, which is a, uh, I shouldn't give away scenes to give me next season. But anyway, some guy, some guy realized out there that his whole life he thought prog rock was rock that was from Prague, not that it was short for progressive rock. And off of that, we said, oh, don't you all, everybody has those, those mm-hmm. ones you've been saying wrong your whole life and you realize it. And I know intensive that's purposes, intensive purposes. So and, and dog, it's a, a doggy dog world. It was a dog eat dog. There was saying it wasn't really about a guy joking around, but this one guy would always put a a drink down by his feet and then move all over the place, and everybody was always <laughs> watching this because how are you not knocking over the drink and swinging around and jumping out of his chair? And did that that one didn't make it in? No, but, <laughs> but that was another it one. Made, that it was made inspired. it a, it made it a long way. Yeah. yeah. That's really there's all funny. kind of things like that. But, uh, but there's also something to, you know, you have five writers with five different life mm-hmm. experiences, obviously. Uh, and, you know, Rebecca will write not necessarily this kind of sketch, but she has her interests and mm-hmm. Colton has his interests. And, right. you know, is there stuff that you guys respond to more than other material? And is it something you have you to mean be aware the, of? From specific writers? or Well, just a kind of material that you respond to or a kind of joke. Or, you know, do you know what you're... Are you, do you, are you self-aware in the way that you have, you know, you oh, know what your oh, comedy like, ticks like are? those things that, that yeah. I always... Well, I love... I love um, I love shit jokes. <laughs> Not that they're <laughs> in, the, in the season, <laughs> but I mean, yeah. I mean, that's a that's a real short, shortcut into my aesthetic. <laughs> but uh, I'd say I've got a prejudice against, but that works okay in the show. Mm-hmm. I think most of us do. But like uh, commercial parodies, you know, I'm like yeah, ah, TV parodies. That's really going to be hard for me to. It's like that's already starting. Like, uh, you know, interesting. Anything set in the world of the entertainment industry has a has a has to, has a very high bar. Hmm. Um, to that's something I dislike. That's something I just realized will never get on. Mm-hmm. Like I don't. I I like those. Usually, it'd be right. funny scenes. Oh, interesting. They, a lot of times, you know, yeah. I, I mean, because because of the the world that we all live in and work in, the inclination is to write a scene set in a in a executive's office where two writers are pitching, like you know, sure. an idea, and that is really that that predisposes me against it just because of you know because I, I want to get outside of the world. I mean, one of the the cool things about working with Jordan and Keegan from a writing standpoint is that they, you know, there are not many, um, there are not any sketch shows with biracial uh, mm-hmm. guys on it. And they allow you to go into so many different worlds that you wouldn't ordinarily go. So yeah. we do, we do make jokes about the entertainment industry and we do do plenty of things that might overlap with the subject matter of, of Saturday Night Live or, or SCTV or something, but we can also do this, do a world that those, the writers in those worlds don't have the authority to go into, Yeah, which is, 
And so we do have white white writers who are working on, you know, sketches that are take place in the inner city with only African-American characters, you know, mm -hmm. like, so that, that gives us a, an amazing kind of passport to go into these worlds mm -hmm. that we wouldn't go into. So I don't know. I mean, I love that part of the job mm -hmm. that, that as I, I, as a white person, I can kind of play the race card for the first time, you know, <laughs> I mean, but basically by virtue of my relationship to Keegan and Jordan. Right. You know? Absolutely. Well, what's interesting though is, you know, the show is so filtered through their perspective. We're mm -hmm. trying to capture their perspective and everyone, you know, as any show tries to work towards that, but the sketches are universal too. You know, there's always something to relate to there, whether oh, yeah. it's just the comedy of the premise or it's, you know, responding oh, yeah. a lot to of time, like a, a, a one that really makes that point is a slave auction scene. Mm -hmm. It uses a slave auction, but what it's really about is competitiveness. Yeah. You know, and it's a, and pride, mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. and so that's why that's a I think is a great sketch. Yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. a good sketch ideal. You know, is very universal. Mm -hmm. I mean, you well, you're finding that basic human mm -hmm. emotion or truth or whatever it is at the base yeah. of it. Is that something that comes out in the pitches? Is it something that comes out in the rewrites and the writing by the writer? I think it's a tone that I think what the guys like to do has set that tone a little bit. Like I said, there's less absurdist than. Mm -hmm. so I feel that's been an influence of what they like to do I think is you know uh, human behavior mm -hmm. and say oh people are which is it's a, it's cool too because it's very that's very inclusive you know there's a lot of I think modern comedy that's like we're a bunch of smarty pants mm -hmm. guys and we're making fun of idiots mm -hmm. and I think that they like to acknowledge that they're idiots <laughs> you know in that you know you know in that way yeah. that we all are like Absolutely. oh my god I do like when in the room when someone you know, the prog rock thing happened everybody goes yes oh it's the worst everybody's yeah. had that yeah you know? when you just feel like a, everyone has moments where they feel like total frauds and um, like the bitch sketch is a really good example mm -hmm. of um you know, Jordan, Jordan's fat, fascinated with human nature and fascinated with the unmasking of people, you know, mm -hmm. and how no matter who you are, if you front, like, you know, you, you just get, get getting to the heart of like human nature and who people mm -hmm. really are behind their masks. And, uh, you know, that I think that's that's the key and peel aesthetic in a nutshell, probably. I had to say one thing. There, and there is that embracing of you know the guy behind the mask is kind of an idiot yeah it's you know we all have yeah these, we all these human faults yeah like the guy <laughs> the hitman actually just shit his pants right or the, um or I don't know, like a million uh, examples no. <laughs> the, the, the actors playing malcolm x and martin luther king really just want the applause and the right. gratification of the audience. They get seduced by it. Yeah, they don't yeah. know about it. <laughs> if you weren't used to it, you heard that, you might say, "Oh, really? Oh, nice." Yeah. But um, yeah, which is fun. That's always um, yeah. That's that's my highest ideal. I'd say say you know, like an improv is if when people do that stuff where it's oh, it's you go. I get that. It's. Yeah, it's funny because on the one hand, it seems like, well, so what? It, I just did this thing, uh, reading this Tesla book, and they talked about this phenomenon that they used had used in a case before Tesla was having his patent problems. And there's this thing where people, when something seems so obvious, mm -hmm. they think they had the idea already hmm. or they think it's been out there. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what a lot of those great humanly observed scenes are. In a way, you that's go, funny. 
I've the enjoyment is I know that I had that idea, right. but don't kid you didn't really. It's <laughs> right. just that it's so good. You're sympathizing it's that so much. It's so good and it's so <laughs> fundamental. You yeah. think like, in fact, we have that, that's we have to challenge ourselves to go, we say that, that seems old. Hmm. I feel like that's been done. And sometimes, sometimes there's, there's three levels. Sometimes, <laughs> yes, it is. It's been done. Other time, it's that gets done in improv a lot. So it's like, hey, it doesn't mean the average person knows it. It means, right. yeah, you've been there. And then the, the really interesting one is, no, it's just so good. And it's so universal, it seems old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you're like, that seems like, no. Right. You tell me. And then you go, well, where? <laughs> Anybody got an example? It's like, I don't. I just feel like that's been done. Right. No, it's just yeah. it's human nature. And it's crazy that it hasn't. Like we have that sometimes, Jay and I, you know, write screenplays and a screen, someone, some high concept will come out and you go, fuck, that's so, so obvious. And that has been there for 20 years. Anybody could have written that screenplay. <laughs> yeah. But they go and they just get that thing that's so <laughs> universal. And it's just, oh, uh, that's like, yeah. How do you guys work as a team? What's your, what's your process? As a team, we work together in the room yeah. and we, we write out loud and, really, <laughs> and write it. And and we're we're fast. People I've had people say crazy. That'll be you know. You guys should write. You know, you write a scene. He writes a scene. He writes. A, but I just think that we, we just finished a screenplay. I sent it in last Friday. Oh. And if we wouldn't have been writing together, because we came up with great structural things mm-hmm. that I don't know if we because we just would have gone scene by scene from what we had in the outline. Right. I mean, maybe one of us would have got the phone. Hey, you know what? I got an idea. I think it should be this other scene, not this next. But mm-hmm. you know, we found great stuff. By doing it sure. in the room together, well, Ian, Ian's like the, the the funniest man alive and uh, brilliant improviser. So we never lack for any comedy mm-hmm. when we work together, and mm-hmm. we never lack for. I mean, we never lack for funny lines when we're editing scripts together. So that's a huge asset. So you're really like from conception of the project to turning it in. You guys are working off of, you know, the same computer, working out loud. Yeah, yeah. outline too. That's fantastic. You know, together. And it's funny because I, I can't think of a way, I don't think I'd want to work other than that. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, Tom and Ben think it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I got told I was absolutely crazy. Really? And then, yeah. The, and then I was told. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> I, yeah, no, we've, I've talked to Lennon and Grant about it, actually. Yeah, where they, yeah they have their own very strong ideas about yeah. Yeah. how you should never be in the same room. And they, they yeah. like internet, they, they email scenes back and forth. Yeah. And then they just, what's their thing? Like, if they don't agree with something yeah. someone else has written, they if just If it comes back it, the yeah. next yeah. time, then it yeah. means they really give so, a shit. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I can't believe it's faster than what we. It seems like you guys really Do. move through, uh, and there's a constant kind of state of entertaining each other and surprising each other mm-hmm. as you go, which must fuel yeah, it. Do you do a lot of rewriting? Yes, no, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> we, we, one thing we do is that I don't think we do a kind of slop pass. Mm-hmm. I feel like when we're done, because we usually work a scene till we like it, mm-hmm. and and you know that's a it's 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 never going to work that way. But you're like, that's it. We'll never touch that again. You know, and then right. go right back and then rework the first 20 pages. Right. Yeah. But, um, and that's usually what we have to do the most rewriting on are the first, the beginning, because mm-hmm. things come up. You're talking about screenplays now, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because you got to, you got to rework that to fit what you did. Right. How things evolved and. Right. Um, but you do um, outline, right? We do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but you tend to stray from that outline as you go. It depends how, um, we've had some outlines that were so nailed down. 
which makes it impossible to pit to do them as pitches. Yeah. So uh, the, the closer you are, the closer you are to something that was that would have been a good pitch. Then the more the outline evolves, that, then the more we change it, you know, and mm-hmm. and the 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 worst pitch it would have been, meaning the better outline we have, and it yeah. stays closer to it. But yeah. uh, this one changed a lot in a good in good ways. Yeah, well, I mean that's that's got to be part of the fun, right? Uh-huh. Is yeah. find it, finding discovery. the way to go. Yeah, that discovery. I think discovery is the best part about comedy writing. It's funny. I forget every time, too, because I enter everything <laughs> with dread. Of course. At the beginning. I'm just like, oh, how is it going to... And I and I just... And it's never going to change because the no. next time I'll no. be in dread again. Absolutely. Think, we can't do this. <laughs> and then, Yeah, and then it's fun. And that's my word. My hardest part with everything creative is overcoming inertia. Mm-hmm. I think I don't like to ever do anything. And once I'm doing it, <laughs> I like it. But then I forget that that it all works out. Oh, yeah. I don't think it was the terror of that there's nothing there yet. Of course. Of course. And you guys must be great at pitching, too. I mean, you must be fun in a room. And, um, you know. I think we're okay. I think we, we probably could get better. I th- it's just a hard thing to do. The, hard, the, the, the really biggest hard. thing really comes down to being too detailed. I mm-hmm. think we're great at, at selling whatever we have but sometimes we have too much to sell yeah you know yeah, a, lot, a lot of that's a good point yeah we, that's our problem is we're so detail minded and mm-hmm. we feel like it's basically all execution anyway so we want to sort of nail down too many things and I think the most successful uh, pitchers are mm-hmm. uh, story pitchers are people who go in with very kind of threadbare thing and they can just screw around with what they have right and we but go especially in, in comedy too right is yeah. you just kind of want to make everyone have a good time and right, trust right. you to go execute yeah, yeah. I remember our worst ever was this, this <laughs> super super I mean we had it we just should have written it we should have mm-hmm. and we went and pitched it and it's really hard to now distance yourself and think what's thumbnail of this if you've done all that work yeah. or it is for us it's just so hard yeah, it's true. And, like oh, it was 45 minutes or something yeah, we, oh my oh, god. god I just saw these guys just beards growing you know and just, <laughs> oh, so and it was a great screenplay which ended up being a great screen but it's, it's the it's the one that we it's like the one they send around all the time it's probably our best, our best ever but <laughs> By pitching it, we... Uh, that's ridiculous. Oh, no, it's not. That's a different one. Yeah, no, <laughs> this one's falling no, no, no. by the wayside. It, 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 it's, it's a good one, too. In fact, it's one I think we... It's our biggest sale. Oh, no that. kidding. It's our biggest ever sale. That's but, funny. But it was... Uh, the way we pitched Ours it, was. nobody was. It was like, <laughs> why are you guys wasting my life? <laughs> Sorry. You don't want to sit down and have someone actually read a screenplay aloud to you, which is kind of what we did to these poor people. And I feel like that's what a lot of young writers... Who are going into pitch will have like these nine pages or whatever, and they'll just yeah. read off of these. Yeah, but no. you know, it's, it's it's good to know that everyone goes through this. Uh, just a couple of quick things. Uh, we need to talk, and I've talked to Keegan about this a bunch, and he gets excited about it every time, as if it's the first time he's having this conversation. But the East West Bowl, mm-hmm. uh, this thing is still being passed around. Mm-hmm. Did you guys have any idea this would break through in this way or why it's broken through in this way? We thought it was great. I mean, yeah. We really thought it was amazing. But it, it that's all about one that had no work done in it, basically. I mean, yeah. you switch a couple names. <laughs> it's really interesting that the two most viral of the sketches have been basically jokes about names, you know, substitute teacher yeah. and East West Bowl are goofs on names, you know? <laughs> And it's just very, very elemental humor. And again, you know, there's a racial element to both of them that mm-hmm. makes it things like only Jordan and Keegan did love it. Yeah, 
especially. I mean, feel like this is this is crazy. And I remember just reading and going that it goes on. No, you restart and do the East after the rest. You know, it ended up in the first episode because we knew that it was one of our best sketches. we, We don't we we try to front load the season so that all the best sketches are in the first episode and we were right about that one mm-hmm. it's just um, a great observation you know talk about one of those ones come on we've all heard those crazy names a great idea to just go <laughs> just yeah. all those names it's just yeah the, yeah the momentum of it and it's really so simple talk about yeah. how far away can you get from there being a story I mean that is the, that is the simplest just a game yeah. just a pattern what is the pattern Funny names. <laughs> That's yeah. the pattern. It can't be simpler. It, re- yeah. it really is elemental, like you say, yeah. but like it, it somehow and then it works. They do again. You got the X Factor because I could just right. read that and it'd be pretty good. But that they do a different character for every one. How is yeah. that possible? You know that it's interesting. You talk. You know, we were talking earlier about the evolution of and that. That one had a very odd evolution because when we were working on the pilot, the first version of that sketch something um, Jordan Keegan had written in which they were basically broadcast. They were playing broadcasters trying to say the names of these different hmm. football players and just getting really frustrated and like, oh, fuck it. I can't do this and walking up and it would, it just, it didn't make the pilot. And then it, and then it had some different incarnation. The first thing I can't remember. And then I remember it, it was just stripped. <laughs> it, that's a good example. We've had this happen a few times where you just keep on stripping down the concept Damn. until you get, Thing like you don't need to do anything more than just announce the name, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because originally there was all these different ways of like, okay, a sketch involving these names, and then it just and it's right. got down to its basic form, and that's how that's what became popular. That's really. I got happened with a song this year. It feels a song that had a well, the funk, the funk thing. It was, like, it was originally like it was a funk off. They were just like do two the good. song, one <laughs> people, yeah. two people just do the singing. Song. Strip back I think it's a tag. It's a tag. Like, <clears throat> did you know what you were saying up there? I don't know. It's something like that, but. You know, it's really just. Yeah. But enough of but enough people working. You know, smart, funny people working on this thing have a feeling for it, and that's amazing. I mean, you guys keep turning out great stuff. Uh, just quickly, what are you guys watching on TV? What are you watching for comedy? If anything, do you have time for really any of those? Comedy, <laughs> I watch old drama. Yeah, this is what we always hear from comedy writers. What dramas? Are you it's watching? like you know, it's like Busman's Holiday. You exactly. Don't what I watch is Game of Thrones, Mad Men, Dexter, Boardwalk Empire. That's what everybody watches. You know, it was funny. There was the, um, the, we, the WGA Awards. It was like the top five, like TiVo it, TiVo it, TiVo it, TiVo it, TiVo it. So, yeah, the yeah, usual suspects. It was really funny because we were, we were like watching all the categories go by and like, huh, any. Huh. Yeah. Well, that one's clearly going to win. Huh. That's good. And then you get to the best drama category. Everyone's and amazing. It's just it's it's the the way I'll we are now. Right. I'm still asking your question. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like all, that was all five things were like I couldn't pick the best written yeah. one. They're all great. You That's know. Fantastic. So drama, television drama is it's in a, a golden age right now. Yeah. Uh, there's no doubt about it. You know, we Comedies. we could argue the same about comedy. And and you yeah. guys are part of it, absolutely. Yeah. See, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't watch. You watch that. Parks and Rec. Oh yeah, Parks, Parks and Rec's great. Yeah, I love Parks and Rec. Yeah, I like, I like Modern Family. I also watch Still um, good. Uh, Workaholics. Do you? Yeah. I keep hearing about it. She well, keeps telling me about. It. Well, I think the 
they nailed this thing of they found a way. Everyone's been wanting to do comedy about douchebaggery, mm-hmm. and I feel like they kind of found a way. They, they, they're, they're sort of douchebags, but they're not. But right. idiots, I don't slacker. I don't know what it is. They mm-hmm. found something without being because they do. You know what it is? It's doing a lot of transgressive stuff and gross out stuff. But there's something I think because these three guys are such a team hmm. that they they kind of love each other, mm-hmm. and so it makes it palatable. Sure, I don't mm-hmm. know. They, they, they found some something kind of that that I'm kind of like. A lot of people have been trying to do that. That's mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's it. You know, uh, oh, you know what? I still watch. I'm mean, the, the last uh, dribs and drabs of it. Is the Office. I watch. Of course, the American. Right. You know, I watch the English one. You got to see it. The American one. <laughs> and that was one. I didn't watch it forever, and then I I say I think I watched the first episode, which. They had the misfortune they redid an English yeah. episode. I said, okay, I'm not going to And then I check it out. I'm like, oh, it's great. And so then it killed me for a while because it was on every night of the week. <laughs> yes. So I just had it, you know, like the setting where record everything, not just new episodes. <laughs> so, yeah, I'd always have. And I, yeah, so I, I love The Office. That was a lot of fun. That's funny. And do you guys see comedy films? Do you even bother? <laughs> Hardly ever. Really? The last one that I saw and I loved was... Um, Bridesmaids. Mm-hmm. I thought that was <laughs> I, Maybe you shouldn't put that in the interview. Why is something I'm so out of two touch? Years ago. Well, I feel, honestly, I feel like that comes up a lot, especially when we talk about comedy movies. Uh-huh. That, like, that's the last one that people really responded to. Uh, I'm hard-pressed to think of something else from the past year or two. Yeah. Okay. yeah it's, hard. it's hard. It's hard to do. I mean, comedy, comedy and film is tough anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, don't get for that long. Yeah. Man. It is. But, uh, yeah, but I mean, every so often I just... Love, love, love something like that. Another one I think of, I'm going five years back, Idiocracy, just mm-hmm. like, you know, I mean, loved it. Like, wow, this is as good as it okay, gets. So uh, insane. Eight, nine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a while ago. What was that one? Kung Fu Hustle, that was great. <laughs> Ten. <laughs> Ten years ago. <laughs> you know what was great was that To Be or Not To Be, 1939 <laughs> one. Right, you know, I think I'm like that. It is about every five years I find a new one and I'm like, wow, that was it. <laughs> Listen, that's a good track record. It's totally fine. Uh, thank you guys so much. This sure. is great. And uh, good luck with the season. We're, everyone's excited about it. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Yes. We, uh, we hope uh, people actually watch it on TV. That's our hope. If is we, yeah, is if that can, not what's happening? Please please watch it on TV. Are, are oh, too many that? people uh, time shifting or watching it well, online? It's just or so, I think well, everyone knows about the show, but... But eighty percent of the people who know about the show just watch it online. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've had I've doesn't... had people self-identify as huge fans of the show, and so I'll mention something that <laughs> puts it down to it being on TV. Oh, you see, last night. Oh no, no, I don't watch it on TV. I'm like, you, you're a huge fan. Is how you're introducing yourself. <laughs> I know these huge fans I don't watch the we, show. Our, our message right. to all, you know. We aren't gonna, there's not going to be a fourth season unless people start watching it on TV. So. No kidding. I had a kid who came yeah. to set. That's how much of a fan he was. And he doesn't know but it he, from TV. He knows it from the internet. That, but, and Comedy Central's not cutting any slack. Like, this is how people watch TV now. No, we're kind of at the... We're, this, this show happens to be at this, this interesting yeah. kind of intersection between these two eras, you know, where we are ultimately all going to be watching TV on our computers. But Well, a sketch show is, is even more watchable online than any other show sure. because you can watch so many of them. Just watch a section. Yeah. You can watch probably three like minutes, half the sketches on online. online. But if they put three minutes of a show that has a story, that wouldn't be satisfying. Yeah, yeah you wouldn't watch Absolutely. It, you know? Yeah, that's so interesting. The, so, yeah, we, 
that 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 does hurt us. Yeah, even above and beyond all people are dealing with this. That there's other places to see the shows. I think it's especially bad for a sketch show Mm -hmm. that has pieces because you're like, ah, whatever. (laughs) You know, you only got so much time to watch anyway, and so you catch half of it online. Good enough. Yeah. Uh, so when does well, the not good enough? Not right. good enough. Not Keep missing. America. You're missing lots <laughs> of good stuff. You know they're going to edit this. So that's going to go. That's never going to be good enough. <laughs> Ian, what are you fucking doing? <laughs> like call, calls from the network. <laughs> you told them whatever. Not to watch. Watching the lines. Online's cool. <laughs> uh, do you know when the next season premieres? Do you guys have September a date? September 25th. Fantastic. Nice. Can't wait. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Now leaving Nerdist.com.